everybody. Perrin Lovett here. Let's get the party started with another Friday edition of the Prepper Post News, courtesy of Freedom Prepper and Freedom Roasters Coffee. I, I've got, if I can remember it at the end, I've got some uh, coffee and house news to uh, share with you. Just, just little previews. Uh, it's, uh, what is today? Friday, January 29th, 2021. I'd like to welcome everybody watching us at YouTube, everybody from FP, uh, the, uh, the community, freedompreppercommunity.com, and everywhere the better podcasts are heard, uh, possibly even to include this one. So let's get right into it. And this is, uh, this is a subject that it's, it's been ongoing in America for years. Uh, we've seen a lot of it lately, and uh, it even came up in a discussion uh, on a, uh, a thread at the community recently. I made the mistake of uh, starting it and then it just kind of spiraled out, out of control. Uh, some of you know that, uh, you know, when you get 20 or more comments, it's kind of hard to see who's, uh, who's contributing, but it works. And uh, one thing I was, uh, this subject we were talking about, I, uh, I wanted to include just, a, a, you know, a little bit of uh, legal language. I was talking about something, you know, uh, quasi-legal and I wanted to, you know, get the correct verbiage across. And then it occurred to me, wait, why am I doing this? This is the United States, the USSA, in 2021. The law doesn't apply anymore. So that's uh, that's kind of the theme of the day. Feel free to leave a comment here, uh, there, anywhere about any part of this. But, you know, for, <coughs> excuse me, for the better part of 3,000 years, we, we had this thing called the rule of law. And it's, uh, you know, it was both Greco-Roman and uh, more recently it was Anglo-American. And, it, you know, it, it gave us things like uh, equal protection and due process and all of the, the positive rights for positive law that we, uh, you know, used to enjoy. Those, those things kind of spelled out here and there in places like, I don't know, the U.S. Constitution. But over the, the long ebb and flow of history, these, uh, this uh, rule of law, you know, it peaked and it, it troughed like a wave, <clears throat> and we have, uh, we've come to a uh, trough, we're down at the bottom, because this thing has just practically vanished, uh, we still have law, um, if they say you're, you're breaking a law, uh, it will, it will suddenly apply to you, if they break it, uh, not so much, uh, poetry of the day, Bertolt Brecht, said that uh, laws are like spiders' webs. They easily ensnare, ensnare the small and unwary things, while big things like the government and corporations just break on free. So uh, let me know what you think about that. I've got a couple of stories that will uh, illustrate this. I'll kick it off with a... <coughs> kick, it, kick it off with uh, some good Freedom Roasters, uh, dark roast, going the wrong way, and... Uh, Oh, hang on a second. Lord. We're going to make it. So, if you weren't paying attention, you know, the past two or three months, Joseph R. Biden is now the president of the USSA. And he is, uh, he's issuing executive orders all over the place, like so many presidents do. And uh, one of his overturned a Trump EO from a few years ago that, uh, that banned the use of adversarial foreign power uh, electrical parts in the U.S. power grid. Uh, and the big concern is 
you know, Chinese spying and or direct or indirect control of electricity and other uh, utilities in this country via, you know, uh, plants, um, you know, bugged, you know, uh, motherboards or hard drives, whatever, uh, bad parts in the system that somebody from Beijing could switch on or off at will. Um, somebody, uh, who was it? I think Brandy? Brandy, I think you called this in a, in a comment earlier this week. Uh, you were ahead of the curve, but I've, I've got a story about about this. Uh, this is just the start. He only repealed the Trump ban, but it's pretty obvious that he's paving uh, the way for the inclusion of uh, foreign parts in your power grid. Might not be the best idea. And this is from the guy that's encouraging the, uh, the agencies to buy American. Um, it may be with the loss of jobs and factories that that may be impossible and we have to outsource critical infrastructure parts to our enemies. You can see where that, that leads with no legal protection whatsoever. Got a few more of these great stories in the news. Uh, for 50 years, uh, the, uh, the immigration patterns to the United States have been totally changed uh, because of the law or the collapse of law in 1965, however you want to look at it, it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, we've had all kinds of people coming in, predominantly from the third world, uh, disproving the, uh, the lies of people like Ted Kennedy and Emmanuel Seller. The character of this country is rapidly changing, and it has been. Trump, through, a various, uh, through various actions, slowed the process a bit uh, as one of his great achievements. Biden is intent on undoing that and accelerating uh, back to where we, where we were and uh, beyond. Funny thing, though, when you start messing with the law, you win some and you lose some. He just met, Biden just met his first great legal roadblock, uh, something, it's kind of like the Trump treatment, because Trump was constantly involved in civil actions in federal court, and he constantly lost. Um, so here we have a Daily Mail story, a federal judge in Texas on Tuesday, temporarily blocked a move by President Joe Biden, 46th President of the United States, to halt the deportation of certain immigrants for a 100-day period, a swift legal setback for his ambitious immigration agenda. Exactly what it is, an agenda, a scheme. This is going to just be a temporary setback. Um, if you look at, even with Trump and the wall, uh, a lot of the illegal activity across the southern border just never, never stopped because there was never a serious effort to stop it here. Uh, Mexicans, Guatemalans uh, made much, much, much better effort, much hard line, more, much more hard line effort. But it is what it is. All law free, perfectly illegal, nothing to worry about. Uh, we have other legal matters. Uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, you know, thank God for conservatives. If it wasn't for conservatives, nothing would be conserved. Uh, the American Enterprise Institute is one of those conservative think tanks, and they employ or ran an op-ed from a, uh, I don't know, his, excuse me, her name. It's one of those new trans uh, Vegemite uh, individuals who uh, wrote in about Biden, another Biden order, which ended the, the worst atrocity in human history, the trans ban in the military of the USSA. Uh, now we can have uh, trans uh, uh, people 
whatever they whatever they called, and everything else. Everything else is now legal in the military. This is a great strength. Uh, nobody can point to why. Um, you know, it used to be in martial affairs you wanted strong men, not men who think they're uh, Barbie dolls or whatever. Uh, on the other side, uh, while we're we're enacting this great civil rights uh, executive order legislation. Uh, including, you know, we're being inclusive. Russia, what are they doing? I mean, they just deployed the world's fastest, longest-range nuclear missile. I mean, so, you know, look out, Russia. I'm, I'm sure you guys are just shaking in your uh, your boots. It's it's going to be over quick, I think. Um, now, backing up, back to the law. Before Joe Biden's historic victory in the 2020 presidential election over Donald Trump, Donald Trump was, for four years, the president, the 45th president. Uh, because of uh, his obvious connections to Russia, he was impeached but not removed uh, by about this time last year. And now, once again, because he is an obvious Russian agent, he's been, excuse me, an uh, insurrectionist on behalf of Russia. He's, uh, or something, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's been impeached again. And even though he's uh, not in office anymore, they're proceeding with a, a trial someday in the, uh, the Senate. Now, the, the, the Constitution says you can remove uh, executive officers from office via impeachment. You can remove them from office if they're in office. He's not in office anymore. Um, and you know he's not in office because in a, uh, an official in-office impeachment, it, the, the trial has to be presided over by the Chief Justice. Well, he's not, he's not in, in office anymore, so Patrick Leahy... Uh, who starred in a Batman movie, um, is now the presiding judge, although I think he, he got sick. Right? It doesn't matter. It do none of this matters. Rand Paul snuck up on us and did something uh, ra uh, remarkably intelligent for any Republican. He tested the waters. He floated a little resolution in the Senate, and he got him to vote on it. And what it was, basically, in this impeachment trial, it was a essentially a motion to dismiss. He said, for reasons I just mentioned, this is unconstitutional. You, you can't remove somebody from office if they're already out of office. It's a farce. It's a sham. And uh, it, we need to dismiss it immediately. And uh, it was voted down, but it was voted down um, mainly by Democrats. Forty-five Republicans voted for it. And that means that these are 45 Republicans, Paul included, who will vote to acquit Trump. And you've got to have a supermajority in a, in a, in a uh, impeachment conviction. So with 45 already against, it's done. It's over. It's just a great big waste of time, like pretty much everything else that goes on in Washington. Uh, for more, uh, but don't don't just worry about Washington. We we can look to examples all around the world, like London, for things that are coming rapidly to us in the UK. They, uh, they have long had much more uh, stringent gun control than we have here in the uh, USSA. Um, we have plenty of gun control, and it gets tighter and tighter you know, every couple of years, um, Second Amendment you know, notwithstanding, because that's part of the law that we don't have anymore. 25, 30 years ago, England really cracked down. They made most weapons uh, illegal outside of certain specific circumstances. You can still get a gun in England. It's just very difficult. They will let you have things like 
you know, antique single shot 22 rifles or uh, bird hunting guns, you know, shot uh, single barrel, sometimes double barrel shotguns with bird load. All of those have to be registered. And I found a, uh, Dr. Roberts had this, uh, something to look forward to. He had the story of Tony Martin. Mr. Martin, uh, an Englishman, was in bed one night, he heard somebody thumping around in the hall. He grabbed his shotgun, went to investigate. Two, uh, two bur burglars were uh, attacking him. He shot both of them. And he's now serving a life sentence for, uh, for killing one of them and uh, for wounding the other who was made into a folk hero. Uh, that really happened. That happened 20 years ago. Uh, his name is Tony Martin. You can read this. You can look it up. Uh, are we all doomed to become Tony Martins? Um, if they come at us individually, yeah, yeah, we are. But, you know, we're not necessarily individuals. So for, uh, we, we know that gun control is, has been in the cards. That was one of the great failings of the uh, older generations almost a century ago. It started in the United States and it uh, kind of peaked out in the 60s when everything went to pot. <laughs> Except for, not libertarian pot. Don't get excited, guys. I'm talking about things going to hell in a handbasket. Gun Control Act, Firearms Act, FOPA. Thank you, Ronald Reagan, 1986. Uh, the, uh, the open market on automatic weapons and other useful weapons was closed, uh, leaving us with like 190,000 very, you know, high demand, small uh, supply, extremely high prices, and many hoops to jump through. Um, but... It's, these guys, they, they want more. They want total control, not just of guns, but of all the people. They want, they want to control everything, and uh, they're hard at work. But it's not as hard as it could be because they have the constant assistance from American idiots, like a Green Day song. Um, people, you know, people who go on places like Facebook, Farcebook, and voluntarily turn over all this private information about themselves. And then Facebook, Farcebook, Zuckerbook, they immediately turn around and give that or sell that to the FBI. I've got a zero-hedge story about that. Um, and, of course, you know, Facebook is a private corporation. So, you know, whatever they, you know, okay. Assuming that's true, if you're still on these open, mainstream, socialized media platforms, yeah. You really have no one to blame but yourself. Um, and sooner or later, sooner or later, gun owner, Christian, conservative, leftist, whatever, they're going to come for you no matter who you are. I've got a story from the Gateway Pundit about, and you can find all of the stories as usual, linked up at freedomprepper.com. Brandon Straka is a hairdresser from New York City. He is a homosexual and a former Democrat. He's the founder of the group Walk Away. And this is a bunch of liberals who were uh, disenfranchised, disenchanted with the Democrat Party, so they walked away. Uh, kind of the way a lot of people now are leaving the GOP for the uh, greener and completely controlled and useless pastures of the Libertarian Party, the Constitution Party, Independent Party, all this nonsense. Um, Straka had a Facebook group with half a million members. Um, he said some things that the, uh, the ruling elites did not like and banned him. Uh, now he's been arrested by the FBI because back on January 6th, he dared to go to uh, Washington, D.C. with a, a million other peaceful protesters and express his, uh, his uh, dislike of the way things are heading. So uh, the point is, if they'll come, from a, come for a gay hairdresser, 
they'll come for you too. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not a class thing. It's classless. We've got a classless agenda going on against all of us, especially against the, uh, for another decade or so, the majority population, the white people of America. Uh, I got a story about anti-racism. This is from City Journal out of Missouri. And anti-racism uh, in the media context means anti-white right now. Uh, when whites are no longer the majority, they'll probably switch it to you know, hating everybody. But out in uh, Missouri, a group of teachers got schooled on anti-racism. And all of the white teachers were a guilt trip for about an hour. They were uh, made to you know, pick out, they had a, a wheel of, of misfortune, you know, pick, uh, I'm white, I'm a male, I'm Christian, I'm straight, I am literally Hitler, and I hate myself. That, that kind of crap went on and on. These two idiots were pushing it. And finally, this happened. Finally, after more than an hour of training, one white teacher, who was raised by a black stepfather, began pushing back, asking, is the district saying that we should be Marxist? And uh, the, uh, the, uh, the two instructors said, yeah, yeah, this is Frankfurt School stuff. Yeah, you know, I, you, you, this is what we have to do. Then they realized what they had said. They kind of danced around it. It's much worse than Marxism. Marxism, you know, was textbook communism, which never came to fruition anywhere. Communism is still better than this globalism because globalism seeks to destroy the individual, the family, the community, the whole nation. Everything destroyed and what's left is rendered under the control of psychotic anti-people elites. Um, and there's, this, is, this is part of the war. It's, uh, you know, fifth, call it whatever generation of warfare you want. It's been going on for decades in the, uh, in the U.S. and now in the U.S.S.A. Um, since 1965, there's been a total demographic shift for reason, uh, calculated reason. And, uh, you know, the white majority is and, and was the target, the primary target. And there's a good reason for everybody to worry. You know, it, you know this multiculturalism just doesn't work in mass. You know, small doses, that's great. You know, there is, there is a benefit to uh, diversity here and there. But when you just deep six an entire nation overnight almost, um, it's not good. Not good for anybody. The 2020 census is coming out um, soon, probably the end of March, beginning of April. And uh, the Brookings Institute has a uh, little preview of what we can expect. Uh, if you read through there, you will notice for the first time ever in, in all of U.S. history, colonial history, all the way back to the Pilgrims, something, uh, there's been a numerical decrease, a total number decrease in a group that's never been seen before. And that bodes not well for that group or for anybody else, except for the people who uh, keep pushing this, uh, this insidious evil. There's a financial side to it, too. It is a class war. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And uh, basically, on one side, you have the elites who own everything, and the rest of us, you know, who are increasingly being squeezed out. The, uh, the great fiasco of last year was used to further widen the gap. Uh, quick quote here from Bellows. Great, great article. Unemployment, hunger, institutional breakdown, and the destruction of social bonds are not symptoms of a virus. They are the indirect violence of class warfare. This pandemic is a convenient scapegoat. Um, 
elites have successfully waged a counter-revolution that will result in the erosion of working conditions and quality of life for everyone for generations to come. It's quite, you know, you got to give these uh, Satanists a round of applause. They, you know, they, they really pull one over on us. It's a war on uh, individuals. It's a war on families, communities. And, uh, you know, they want to they wanna stop people from having kids. They don't like kids. They don't like families, nuclear families. That's why they pushed all, you know, anything loose, free, free love, it all goes. So it's no, no surprise at all, and they're happy about this, that one in five adults in the USSA has some kind of STD. Um, you know, that's, that's, the that's the end result, unless it gets worse, of this do as thou wilt, everything is cool, uh, nothing is off limits uh, lifestyle. And that's not, that's not a new story. We've had these problems for years and years. You know, medical science advances, the diseases keep flowing for a reason, um, because they're all related to the, the, the disease of globalism. What's the counteraction for that? Well, nationalism, uh, particularly Christian nationalism. Um, I had uh, the last word of the day is communion. When, uh, when the, big, the big news broke last year and when the churches all closed down, I, uh, you know, I asked, well, how, how do you get communion? How do you take Eucharist with a, oh, and they said, well, do it virtually. You know, you can, you know, you can watch us on Facebook and get your, get your location reported to the FBI and have communion virtually. You can be around people and God without being around people or God. Um, they did not like my counter idea of virtual tithing. But I asked, I said, okay, has anyone ever gotten sick from receiving communion? Whether you think it's the, uh, the, the literal, substantiated uh, body and blood of Christ or the symbolic version. Has anybody ever gotten sick from it? Nobody's been answered, able to answer that affirmatively. Uh, there's, you know, there's something about the grace of Jesus maybe shielding people from sickness, especially in direct contact with him. I, I looked for a study. It took me this long to find one. I got an L.A. Times story from 2005 about uh, Anne LaGrange Loving, Anne LaGrange Loving, a New Jersey microbiologist. She's one of the very few people who's ever studied this. And here's what she said. People who sip from the communion cup don't get sick more often than anyone else, even if it's a communal cup, one cup for the, you know, the whole church. It isn't any riskier than standing in line at the movies. But, but, thank some, some Lord that we've, uh, we've been banned from doing that frequently by our own churches. All right, but our cup, our cup runneth over. I, I remembered this just in time. I told you guys, I think, about the, uh, the new roaster that came in uh, recently. It's uh, waiting on the electrician. Um, that may actually be finished today. I got a picture of this baby. It, it's huge. It is a huge... Uh, I have another picture. This thing came on a pallet, and it's, you know, it's a refrigerator size uh, coffee uh, roaster. Got the picture here, made by Coffee Crafters. This is a one-of-a-kind uh, machine, not mass-produced, made by hand. And we're about to get that all set up and ready to go. And uh, I, I have more announcements about the world of coffee and about the growth of, the future growth of Freedom Prepper Media, which are all going to be kind of umbrella together. I'm still sticking to my prediction that someday this will be a world-class coffee company with a prepper branch. 
but uh, we're working hard on that. Um, I don't have my remote here, so I'll have to reach up and give you guys a little fist bump as I say goodbye. Have a great weekend, and uh, I'll be back with you on Monday.